Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode was first broadcast on Resonance 104.4 FM in London on the Very Loose Women Show, which you can find at resonancefm.com or on the iTunes store. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to a very special Switched on Pop Singles, where we listen to one song and uncover the hidden genius in pop songwriting. I'm your host, Charlie Harding. And I'm Nate Sloan. And today we're going to be taking a look at Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Still one of the biggest chart smashes right now. It feels like every time I turn on the radio, it's playing. And I feel, you know, Charlie, in our last episode, episode two, all about Taylor Swift, this song wasn't out yet, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So this is unfinished business for us, I think. Absolutely. And whereas others might focus on Taylor's celebrity, today we're going to focus on her music. What she does so well here is marrying the form and content exquisitely. That every musical shift bolsters her lyrical narrative. Totally. Yeah, Charlie, this song to me is all about controlled chaos. It's about the dizzying psychological state of, of being in love and, and knowing it's going to flame out, but being unable to turn away. This song is a delicate detonation that takes a whole minute and a half to properly explode <laughs> um that's a long that's a century in pop music um taylor is a great songwriter where other writers such as megan trainer might give you the chorus right away yeah because you know i'm all about that bass about that bass no trouble taylor has us wait for it one one thing that's brilliant off the bat from this song is the title Blank space is the kind of the guiding principle of the whole. And we start with this very, with an open canvas, right? Right. Like, what are you hearing at the beginning of this song, Charlie? To start off with, we're given really little to respond to. We have these bell-like keyboards, this sort of low xylophone, this other high ethereal cloud-like beautiful thing on top. And, 
and then basically a very simple snare and kick drum. But there's not a lot of material here for us to respond to. There's no bass. Even the vocals are are uh, very sparse and simple. It feels like there's 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 an emptiness in the middle of this the musical texture, right? Between the drums and these high sort of synthesized marimba sounds, that's foreshadowing the the song to come, right? So she begins with this seed of blank space, and it's this musical seed which is going to sprout throughout the entire song in a very Beethovenian sort of way. Yeah. I totally agree, Charlie, because just like in the Fifth Symphony, Beethoven takes that single melodic motive that's just two notes, that in turn becomes sped up and inverted and transposed, and that single, that single phrase, that generates all the melodic and harmonic material of that of that of that movement, more or less. Right. Taylor does something similar. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be funny, but it's true. It is. <laughs> there is there is intentional songwriting going on here. My favorite thing is in the first verse, and I want to pay attention to these drums. Yeah. Now we might it's the simplest beat, right? Nothing much going on these drums, but if you turn it up really loud, you can hear something special. Yeah. What is that? It sounds to me like I don't know how to describe it, like kind of crunchy, kind of distorted, kind of like almost they're being played through a, a telephone speaker or something. That glitchiness, that thing you're hearing, that thing which sounds so inauthentic, it's called yeah. a noise gate. Okay. All right. This is going to get just a little bit technical, but it's worth it. I promise you. Yeah. Lay it on me. Okay. So a noise gate is this effect that producers use that says, hey, if something's too quiet, don't let it through. You shall not pass. <laughs> right. So that's what a noise gate is. When something is quiet, they will say, you shall not pass. You can only come through if you're loud. And the thing with the drums is there's points where there's really there's loudness. And then as the sound of the drum is reverberating through the room, and it's quiet and you just hear the sort of the echo of that drum. Well, what we're doing here with this gate is they are cutting off the drum as soon as it makes that hit. So instead of hearing like a... You're hearing a... Oh, okay. Oh, because the because the decay of the drum is too quiet to make it through the gate. Exactly. It shall not pass. It doesn't uh, make it through the gate. Because these drums, maybe I'm thinking now, are like kind of a metaphor for the relationship that Taylor Swift is depicting here. They're both really big and really brief and get cut off. That is exactly what's going on here. Now, this might seem like a, a tiny little nuance, but it's just a great example of the detail that goes into great pop songcraft. Yeah. At, at this point, we should probably mention that uh, we're we're ascribing all the credit to Taylor Swift, but it, it, it's due in equal parts to Taylor Swift and her producing her production team, who in this case, like with a lot of her recent hits, is uh, the Swedish producers Max Martin and Shellback. This is exciting. Support for Switched On Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you were missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. 
from Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show. They check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. So let's keep moving with this cool. song, right? We've heard that. We've heard the introduction. We've heard the verse. Let's get into the chorus. Now, this is the first time that we get any bass in the song, yeah. and it starts to give us a clue of what's going on. So it's gonna be forever, or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. But what's so interesting about this bass is that it's pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's um, it's like kind of the opposite of of most bass lines, which are you know bouncy and rhythmic. This is just a big fat slug just kind of sitting there. Right. Again, intentional. Yeah, it's not supposed to be dancing all over the place. Instead, that's what's happening with her words. And the other thing that's happening here is the guitar in the background. There's this yeah. subtle guitar, which I think is the only thing in this entire song which tethers her to her musical past. <laughs> right. <laughs> to the country star, the kind of the ingenue that she, that she started as. <laughs> and uh, we, of course, can't get through the chorus without acknowledging the Starbucks lovers. Now, you know about this one, Nate, right? Oh, yeah. This is uh, the, misunder- the, the great misunderstood lyric of our generation. And we are way late in discussing the Starbucks lovers. If you want to know more, what you have to do is go to New York Magazine's why you keep mishearing that Taylor Swift lyric by Melissa Dahl. We'll link to it on our website if you want to know more of why you keep hearing Starbucks lovers, what she's actually saying, yeah. long list of ex-lovers. Yeah, we're more interested in what happens right after that line when she, when we finally, a minute and a half in, like we were saying, reach the end of this first chorus, and she says, but I got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. And Charlie, what happens right after she says, and I got, but I got a blank space, baby? Musically. I got a blank space, baby. Nothing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Silence. It's just such a brilliant gambit that we've had this slow build, gradually adding textures, this uh, phlegmatic bass, and then building with guitar and doubled vocals and, and harmonies. And then just as it's cresting, everything drops away to this momentary blank space. A long pause. All right. I've got one more very exciting piece that I want you to listen for. Ooh, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna move here now to the chorus, the second time that it comes around. I want you to listen closely here, all right? Okay. All right, so let's let's play the clip. Oh, no. Screaming, crying, perfect storms. I can make all the tape. 
Come on. Can you give me a hint? <laughs> <laughs> so we had talked about the baseline. Yeah. And the baseline here is doing something different. So throughout this entire song, the chords are doing the same thing, right? It's the same chord progression all the way through this continuum. And throughout that, that very basic bass, which just lands on the downbeat, is staying really low in the in the register. Right. Here we get something different. She actually brings the bass line up. My question to you is, why do you think she's doing that? She only does it right here, just right here. Yeah, well, it must, it must mirror something that's happening lyrically at that moment, yes, which yes, yes. is the tables turning. <laughs> yes, I can make all the tables turn. I can make all the tables turn. Rose and here she is in some ways bragging about her songwriting prowess. She is saying, I can make all the tables turn and I'm going to make this one subtle change just to show you that I'm absolutely in control. Whoa. Instead of the bass descending, the bass jumps up a big interval of six. That's massive. Right. Totally unexpected. Yeah. And and it even has this long gliding effect so that you're supposed to hear it. Portamento is what we call that in in the in the business <laughs> what is your business exactly um my business is writing arcane papers about music that no one will ever read <laughs> and there's one thing an enduring mystery of this song that i'd like to to leave to leave on which is what charlie is that sound right before she says and i'll write your name so she says i got a blank space baby and then there's this sound that's like yeah so what is that it's like because it's not it's it sounds like it's supposed to signify something but i can't tell what wow it could be the close of a door i that it could i always heard it as the 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 shutter of a camera maybe capturing this this fleeting moment between uh between lovers or could it be as dark as the click of a gun whoa oh man a friend of a a friend of mine thought it was the the stopping a cassette tape which is which might be uh, seems a little anachronist to me well it isn't the album is 1989 the cds were not that big then that's true (laughs) that's true anyway something to uh to mull over through through the ages we'll be we'll be discussing that one I found in our research of blank space that the song has been stuck in my head for the last (laughs) three days and I cannot get it out. And so for all of our listeners, if you like what you heard, we have a full episode on Taylor and the genius of her songwriting on our website at www.switchedonpop.com. You can also find Switched on Pop on the iTunes podcast app on Stitcher Radio and on SoundCloud. I'm your host, Nate Sloan. And I am your other host, Charlie Harding. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. All right. Beautiful. Support for Switched on Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, 
make sense of what's going on in the news and culture from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.